Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. With Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. My name is Ray. I'll be your host for the hour. If you're joining us for the first time, well, boy, are you in a vibrational good place today. Because if you found this radio show, you are ready to hear the information about the Law of Attraction, perhaps in a way you've never heard before. Perhaps this is an opportunity to hear this information for the first time again, but hear it from a different vantage point, from a place that makes it delicious, palpable, applicable, and really starts you living the life of your dreams, your desires, the life that you came here to live. Now, that doesn't mean it's full of feathered nests, right? It means it's full of delicious contrast, but we know that the the contrast and the problems and all those things that come up are just opportunities for our expansion. They're part of the grand experiment. There is nothing wrong here, just opportunities and perspectives to switch and move and expand. So we are here every week to go deeper and to go more profoundly into understanding who we really are. Because when we know who we really are, let me tell you, life doesn't get sweeter. And speaking about the sweet life, I have my co-host, <laughs> who is living the sweet life currently, <laughs> Janice Campbell. Perm- on the line. Permanently, permanently. Permanently living the sweet life, right? Of course, of course. We were just chatting before the show, talking about how good life can be. And, uh, and a lot of the information that we talk about here and we've learned over the years is just critical for, for getting out of a, the funk-a-dunk mm-hmm. to getting out of anything that you are, you know, starting down a path of I can't have this or uh, something's wrong with me and all that kind of garbage that sort of low low momentum all of that we're ready to clear out we're ready to let go of anything that doesn't say I am powerful I am aware I'm alive and ever expanding and um, I have to say I spent a little time with the Abrahams this last Saturday uh, they were doing a workshop in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Wow, beautiful people there in New Mexico. And I just wanted, Janice, to talk to you a little bit about some of the compelling stuff that came through in that workshop. As you all know, we study the um, the the really teachings of Abraham, which is abraham-hicks.com. And our wonderful teacher, Esther, Esther was gorgeous, more beautiful than ever. Was she wearing and colorful clothes? She was so colorful. <laughs> She was colorful and the room was packed and there were, I think, I don't know, 700 countries or something ridiculous. It was like, you know, on the webcast. And um, so I think that those of us who are ready to hear uh, this information are showing up and and really being uh, ready and attentive. And one of the things that that she talked about, they talked about. So, again, Esther is opening up to a broader perspective, which is called Abraham. 
for lack of a better term. Um, and they were talking about this grid. Now we've been talking, suddenly the grid is like the big topic. Um, we were talking about the vortex for a long time. And it always cracks me up because when people say, oh, yeah, I listened to Abraham like 10 years ago. I know that stuff. I'm like, no, you don't. Because <laughs> it's always moving just like our own consciousness. I mean, think about who you were 10 years ago. I mean, that's just so different. And it's no different with these teachers. They're always moving and expanding. So we'd spend a lot of time on the vortex, understanding that the vortex is the place where everything you want is. And it's a good feeling place. So you mimic it by being in a good feeling place and things come. But now they're into this thing called the grid, right? So this idea that they're they're showing us how the metaphysical universe works and how it is that we create our own reality, blah, 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 right? They keep talking about you create your own reality. Well, how is it? Thank you, Jerry, for asking that question so eloquently over the last 20 years. And now they're giving us more detail as, as to how that reality fills in from moment to moment. So this grid thing. This idea that the universe, the physical universe underneath what we can see here in touch and, and, and feel is a vibrational grid. It's like a blueprint. It's, it's like what happens before the physical comes in. It is the non-physical structure that pulls physical reality, molecules, atoms, all the stuff that we know is physical reality into it. It's attractive in nature. So they were talking about how we all carry around these grids, like we have grids that relate to our personal life. We have grids about politics. We have grids about the planet. We have grids. We have all these sort of different grids that make up the vibrational set point, the belief system that we hold about all these different things. But what they were saying about on Saturday is that you keep recreating these grids in the moment based on how you feel. So in other words, you can shift these grids at any moment. If for some reason, what's filling in in your life is not satisfactory, you can go back to the blueprint stage, back to the metaphysical stage and reset it by choosing to focus on the feeling that you want, as we've talked about, in that situation, work, love life, body, health, what you name it. But they had this idea that, well, they have this understanding that they're trying to communicate to us, that grids are constantly reworking and it's all about focused intention. There is a grid of planet Earth that all of us, unbeknownst to us, are holding a consciousness about, which allows the physical universe to be as elegant and balanced as it is. There's a lot of stuff going on, right? But this thing about 17 seconds came up, and that is a grid starts to build itself, a new structure to which physical universe can fill in, begins to build itself after we focus emotionally, our emotional energy, that is the energy of the universe, for 17 seconds. And at that point, we've actually created a new structure. And if we can hold that intention, then the universe, in its beautiful way, will fill it in with all the delicious physicalness, the relationships, um, the, the physical experiences on the planet. You know, it's the universe's job to bring you what you're wanting. It's your job to set the tone, to set the grid now that they're talking about. But this 17 second thing was really captivating. So, you know, we might be carrying grids from our ancestors about how we feel about certain things and not even realizing it, but we can let that go and refocus how it is we want to feel about anything in our lives. And then if we can hold that focus for 17 seconds and then consistently hold the feeling of it, uh, our whole worlds can change as the universe begins to dance with us and dance with this new grid fascinating stuff 
And I've been practicing this week holding on to an emotional good feeling for 17 seconds. And let me tell you, you'd think that would be easy. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Like, let, let, give us an example of what, what, what does it look like to hold on to an emotional good feeling place? Like, what would you, how would you describe, is this something you would say to yourself or, or conjure up the feeling or? I would, I would start with the thought and then allow that to become the feeling. Because if I don't have like an experience that I can immediately replay, which gives me the feeling kind of like a movie where mm-hmm, you can just mm-hmm. throw yourself into that vacation experience and you get the visceral. Um, what I, I do is start to like one of the things about grids is that they're general, like blueprints. Blueprints mm-hmm. are not specific. You know what I mean? Specific becomes later when you're actually buying the furniture, the right? Yeah. Putting right? in the toilets. <laughs> yes. And we make the mistake of becoming too specific about how things should go that are missing and the gr- and the, and it doesn't match the grid that we've set up which is more general the grid and source energy they talk a lot about this is more of a generalized essence or knowing so for myself I'll set my little iPhone timer for I go crazy. I go for 30 seconds. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm doubling my money, baby. Living dangerously. <laughs> I'm double or nothing. <laughs> so I said it. And I, you know, I do this in the car sometimes, especially right before I'm, you know, about to go to some experience. And I'll start practicing well being, just like the feeling of secure and how fantastically supported I am. And I start gathering evidence. You know, just in a general fashion, the sun came up, the food is growing, uh, these roads are flat and fast in my car. I just sort of start with the obvious. And then that momentum kind of leads to, oh, I'm so well cared for. I'm so loved. I'm so uh, secure and I'm so worthy of this. And, ooh, and then I start to move into this who I am and how I am here to do that, which I am here to do and I am equipped to do. And I get this sort of momentum of well-being and then boom, it, it kind of splashes into an emotion where I've just got this big feeling emotion of, I can do this. Everything is my oyster. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, and then I hold it and I, you know, I watch that 30 second mark and I know from what I've understood from these teachers is I have put together a grid that is now out into the universe, attracting experiences that match that emotional grid, that good feeling, well, secure, capable emotion, and that the experiences are going to fill in from there. And when I can, I go back in and I check in with that grid and I see how am I feeling. And I think it's just giving us some more mechanics to Mm -hmm. stuff that we've already been learning. So when you say the experiences are going to fill in from there, are you focused on those experiences or are you just focused on the feeling? Just focused on the feeling. It's not my job. Do you care what the experiences are? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Right? Because really, I'm, I'm ultimately here to have that ride. Right. And I think sometimes we get too involved in trying to make the law of attraction happen, which is always kind of funny. You know what I mean? I'm going to do this work and I'm going to get really specific about what it is that I want but unless you have that, the grid and the vibrational um, match, you're not going to be able to bang it out in action. It's going to be a uh, mismatch. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about it, it's kind of, you know, because I'm teaching the metaphysics class. And in Unity, they talk about, you know, the absolute and the relative. So it yes. kind of sounds like what you're describing is the absolute. Like absolute. what's the essence behind the physical manifestation? Like, you know, like a flower, the essence behind that is beauty. Flowers come and go. But beauty is timeless, changes eternal. Yes. Or focusing on power or safety or um, 
anything, faith, love, you know, focusing on love instead of thinking we have to be in a relationship before we can have that feeling of love. Absolutely. And I, I do think there's a real parallel, if not a direct match to what what that teaching is, because in the absolute, you're holding what God knows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's already done. It's already yeah. here. Yeah. And then from that place, because, you know, you can have a grid of not wanted. See, this is where it's different than the vortex talk is that, you know, you can have a grid of fear and the world is filling it in with fearful experiences right? You can hold a grid of that which you do not want. And so what they were saying about the vortex is the vortex is where all the grids are of what you do want. So kind of like the absolute. Yeah. So the vortex is the absolute. That's it's the absolute. And then there's all kinds of wonderful, delicious stuff. Now, if things are working in your life, if there are certain areas in your life that you just feel like, wow, God is just present. I am working it. It is fantastic. Then you want to get specific, right? Then you want to, you want to just mull over in your mind and your body and your conscious emotional life, how good that feels and how much evidence there is for your well-being. And then the relative can come in, but it's a good relative, right? right. It's a positive relative. It's a relative that has a momentum that's building on itself and it's delicious. So it's not a reflection of your fear. It's a reflection of your desires or and what's feelings. Working. Yeah. And then the universe just builds on that. Oh, here's some more and here's some more and here's some more. Um, so well, it's kind of re- like in the Bible, how the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Yeah. That mean, always I- seems so unfair, but it's a spiritual principle. It's not personal. It, it truly is. And I, and I think this idea that the relative has to be negative is not true either. The relative is really truly that which we are focused, the egoic, the more focused idea of who we are and what we are in the world. Um, and it's a delicious place to be metaphysically creative in the relative. Yeah. I think we're get- the only reason that the relative, let's say, would be negative if it's coming from if we're creating something that we don't want, but we think we should yeah. want or we're supposed to do this, but it's not really coming from a healthy place within us. Exactly. And it's like waking up and realizing if I keep focusing on the reality or the relative of my situation, my problem, my issue, I'm never going to get there from there. But if I go back to the absolute and recalibrate, yes. if I go back to God yeah. and recalibrate my perspective and allow that to be the place from which I'm creative. And then it's know? already there and it will continue to, like you say, more and more and more will come. Yes. But it's yes. already there. And then when we start to get the feeling, like you were saying in your, your, uh, what, what did you say? Rampage? Rampage. <laughs> Rampage. But yeah, you, know, you get that feeling that everything's here for my good and it's unfolding and I can do this and I'm so worthy of this. And it's like the energy just keeps going almost like a car that's gathering momentum. You know, it's like more and just builds and builds and builds. But I love the practice of it. It's kind of like working out. Yeah, it's like the more you can work out or or exercise, the more your body feels really good and and starts to crave it. Yeah, well, it's like any practice. You know, we we practice the piano and then we become better at it. We have more distinctions. Yes, it's so good. So I noticed this week that things were just flowing in such a magnificent way, and they were matching my feeling of deservability, my feeling of um, I can handle this, this feeling of I'm good at this. I'm good at this. (laughs) You are. (laughs) It was just, you know, whatever I I was. You're gathering evidence. You know, it's like, yes, that's who I am. That's who I am. That's who I am. 
And, you know, the conversations that I've had this week have been delicious and my days have just flown by so quickly where I look up and it's like, oh, wow, I've got to get going because this was just having so much fun and really engaging people from a place of just already being there, it already being complete. And I'm not really worried about how it's all going to unfold because I'm trusting that that universe that knows more than I um, the the things that I am wanting. It has a, a memory you know, of I think my it's desires. It's so important too, like you say, trusting, because when we, I mean, it sounds so cliche, oh, it's already here, it's already here, it's already here. But when you actually start to live from that place, y- you could finally relax and yeah. let things unfold at their own time. Like it's not going to take anything away from you. It's like, it's fine. You know, like, I was thinking, like, I have a class coming up, and the newsletter link was, wasn't working or whatever. And, and before, I would have panicked, like, oh, my God, it doesn't work. And now it's like, what, does this mean I'm not going to have a class? Of course I'm at, The class is done. You know what I mean? It's just kind of relaxing into what is. Yes. Instead of that fear that our good could be taken away from us. If everything doesn't line up perfectly, we're not going to get what we want. But if it's already done, there really is no reason to panic. Exactly. And again, as we've talked about, I know you all have heard this before, but why do you want that stuff anyway? Mm-hmm. You want it so that you can have the feeling of well-being. Mm-hmm. Well, you've already done that work. Yeah. So you sort of have already gotten the prize. Yes. And now you're having fun with the material world, filling in the delicious details of matching that. And it is really the only way to be creatively alive in the world. And and hello, God calling. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a perfect opportunity for us to take our first break. We're going to take a break and come back. And when we're going to come back, actually, Janice, I'm going to flip it. I think we're going to go with, is the desire for material stuff um, a trap? Because we were just talking about the material world versus the metaphysical, and that feels like a good place to go first. So stay tuned. We'll be back, and we'll talk more about how it is that we manifest in the world easily, joyfully, and with great perfection. Hold on. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. I'm here with Janice where we're talking about this opportunity to be both co-creative in our world and and begin to manifest the desires and the realities, but in a way that might be antithetical. It might be opposite of what we've been taught about focus. Remember we used to do, we used to do not too long ago. Oh, yes. I mean, focus like, wheels. Focus wheels. And we also used to do like the vision boards. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you got to get that exact house. You know, or got to get that exact guy. You know what's interesting exact- about the vision board? Because I love those things. I mean, I I remember there was one when I was single and the guy looks exactly like my husband and the roses <laughs> were the exact same. I mean, so I completely, absolutely agree with it. I know it works. The principles absolutely work to bring in what you want. But I've noticed over the last few years, I have no energy to do it. Like I keep thinking, oh, that'd be really fun. That'd be really fun. And I just... It's interesting how it just, what, what, I don't it feel it anymore. I, I have no desire. And my daughter, we were having so much fun doing it before. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm realizing I have no energy around this. I can't do it anymore. I don't know what that is. I think it's what's happening with the vibrational universe. And that's a little bit about the 17 second thing. I think our visions are are moving so quick. By the time you paste it on the board. Yeah, but I also think it's kind of that feeling of not reaching outside myself like wow. I, I trust now, like I trust that when it's time, you know, when my older, when they move on, like, well, when we want to downsize our house, we'll find the perfect house. Like, I don't feel like I have to do so much work anymore right. to make it happen. I really have the faith that when the time's right, it'll show up. Well, there's that word leverage, spiritual leverage. And it truly is part of the understanding of the metaphysics and, and a grasping of these laws. Because when you can leverage the metaphysical, then you don't have to work so hard and yet you're more efficient yes. in what you're wanting. And I think that's what's so fun about understanding these laws at an emotional, tangible level is that you're right. You just have to know that well-being is always yours and that you always find great places to mm-hmm. live and the details will fill in. This I just am so fascinated by this idea that the details are the universe's work yes. and that it fills in the rendezvous points, which is really the, cre- the creative process. It's rendezvous points. It's bringing together of situations and circumstances. And I mean, do we really think that that we're controlling that? I mean, but it's almost like all this extra work that we don't have to do. We don't I, have I, to I do. love that when you're talking about that spiritual leverage. I love that idea. I just yeah. I, I really want to, you know, contemplate that because I love the, the concept of that. Like how much am I doing that's not that I don't have to be doing? That you don't have to be doing. Yeah. That, and by you doing it, you're missing out on the fuller picture is if you let the absolute orchestrate uh-huh. and also See? it feels like there's more room for error because it's like oh my god if i don't get this just right or i could blow it like there's there's a lot of room in there <laughs> it's crazy i mean it, it really is um and i think that some of our understanding of the law of attraction is is going deeper and shifting and i think these teachers are exposing us to some of the foundational understandings of why they're teaching us what they're teaching us and i think that's why like a vision board when you're getting really specific before you feel your abundance 
is cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. You know, when we start to focus on the, the manifestation in the physical world before we've achieved the vibrational feeling and consistently, see, that's the thing about this whole 17 seconds or 30 seconds or whatever. There is a time element, a consistency to which one needs to hold a vibration in order for it to impact the physical universe. Isn't that fascinating? Well, you know, it's interesting about that. When I think about like, like my my belief or my thought pattern is I always get whatever I want. I mean, it's kind of how I've always lived my life. I always get whatever I want, but the word is eventually, you know? (laughs) So it's kind of like everything in my mind has always taken me longer than I believe that it should have. So it's like, I wanted to have kids in my twenties or, you know, so by the time I met my husband and had kids, but what's interesting, what I hear you saying is maybe when we're actually living in the moment and having faith, we don't even think about these things until the fruit is ripe. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like, yes. wow, I've been working on this for 10 years and it's not happening. Well, maybe when the timing is actually right for us, that's when we get the inspiration and then the action is effortless. So it's only when there's fear and scarcity that we're not going to get what we want that we have these long periods of desires and longings where it feels like nothing's happening or, or what we want is not showing up yet. But maybe we're a little bit premature. Well, it, it's never, remember, the universe is never withholding. But if you're if you're coming from scarcity, you haven't held the vibrational grid long enough of the security and having what you want in order for the rendezvous points of husband and family to come in. So it's more like I want, I want, I want, but we're not really receiving it. We're not receiving we're it. Not we're not allowing it. So it's it. like as long as yeah. we have that disconnect, it's going to feel like we're not getting. And then finally, like my pattern is I must get into alignment at some point because then it shows up. Because then it shows up. Now, sometimes you trip into that alignment and sometimes you focus, you decide to discern that you are going to take the time to work out. You're going to take the time to work out your focus and you're going to check in and say, how am I feeling? And if it is off the charts into some negative space, you're going to pull it back in and refocus and hold. Again, it really is this understanding that the universe is only going to be able to deliver in time, that which is consistently held. It's very, very interesting. But, but there's this, a, yeah. you know? Sorry, I get excited. Yeah. But I've been thinking like the years, I remember when, okay, I wanted to get married in my 20s, but yet I think I didn't really want to get married in my 20s, but I right. wanted the guarantee. So, do you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it was like a longing saying, oh my God, because I, I was so afraid that I wasn't going to meet someone. So, right. so I think that's very different than catching the true inspiration in the moment. Because there is a perfect timing, but then there's our timing where it looks like maybe what we want isn't showing up, but maybe we're coming from fear and scarcity and not really wanting to bring that in right now. We couldn't. I mean, it's not a match. See that which No, but we don't even want it. So instead of saying, this isn't working, what's wrong with my process? I'm blowing it. It's kind of like the whole thing is off. Yeah, I'm off. I'm off from really being able to have that which I'm wanting. I think I want. But I I think also there's that idea of those surface wants that are more about what your mother want for you right. than what you maybe exactly. want. For you. Like is this true? Is this what I really want or because we don't manifest what we don't want. Right. And I think your true desires, you can go to the absolute and find that resonance with your true desires because they live within you. And it's from that jumping off point that we say, okay, universe, fill in the details. I'm good. I'm holding this well-being. I'm holding this place of joy. I'm holding this place of knowing that I am that which I am. I mean, I am part of this 
this divine energy and I'm excited to co-create with whatever's coming my way. It's a whole different stance than I'm going to go out and make that happen. Right. Am I, and am I doing it right? Am I working all the pieces properly? (laughs) And if it doesn't look like that house I have on my vision board, I've failed, Mm -hmm. which I think is really a setup because if the universe has your back and absolutely knows Mm -hmm. what it is that you're truly wanting that vision more board may be reflecting who you were last year last week last you know it it, it gets back to the basic thing of just feel good (laughs) just feel good and practice see it's so funny because you'd think it would just come naturally but we actually have and it does but there's a lot of other momentum going on in our minds and our thoughts that kind of and our our world quite frankly Mm -hmm. that can take you outside of the good feeling momentum especially if you start looking out at stuff and looking and making that stuff out there be has to be okay before you can feel good see that that again is the the dynamics if we're going around saying well if my daughter was was better or if my husband performed differently or if my employer were different then I would feel different well that's really an immature way of being in the world when you understand the metaphysical laws you know that they're simply being all they can be to you based on who you are Ooh, it's just it really Mm -hmm. flips it but they you know they recently um I think they were in they were in Long Beach in 2012, so this was really recent, where somebody had sat in the chair at the workshop and said, well, is the desire for material things then a trap? You know, should we not desire anything material? Or is that just a setup for being outside of our vortex because we're, we're starting with the material and that's, you know, clearly what they said, not what we should start with. So I'm going to play a little bit of this track. It's about four, almost five minutes long. And then we'll deliciously dive a little deeper into it. And again, this is from Abraham-Hicks Publications. It, you can get your own copy of this entire workshop that happened in Long Beach in 2012 by going to Abraham-Hicks.com. We're just going to give you a little taste of it so we can delve into a deeper conversation. Here we go. Continue then. So... In all of the other traditions that I've read about, um, the, the acquisition or the, the desire for material things is actually a trap. And what it, it traps you into pursuing things that, at the end of the day, don't seem to be the most edifying. And so when I come with more wants, or um, I saw a clip where the guy was like, I want to win the lottery. and. I was thinking, because he wanted to release his burdens, and I was thinking on that going, you know, that lottery might be the biggest burden you ever took upon yourself. So so how do you clarify that in terms of, you know, I have this desire to win the lottery, who really wouldn't? But the coyote trickster might be there and say, you've just brought on a burden that's larger than you can even handle, and we've seen all these lottery people whose lives just crash after they win. Well, here's the thing. At the basis of everything that you want is another desire and another and at the basis of all of that what you want is to feel good what you want is alignment with who you are what you want is your clarity and your agility and your vitality and your love and your appreciation that's what you want so it seems like if you're pursuing something like dollars that you could be off the track we have a lot of conversations here about materialism versus spiritualism and the appropriateness of it and the thing that you're pointing out that we are in complete agreement about is that a lot of people try to fill that void it is the absence of alignment with who they are it's the gap between who they are vibrationally that they're trying to reconcile and so they try to fill it with 
more food or they try to fill it with another person to distract them from their problems or a movie or they try to fill it by bringing home one more thing and putting it on the mantle. But that activity in and of itself is not the basic problem. It's a misunderstanding of what the void is that is the basic problem. And once you understand that you can only fill that void with one thing, which is alignment with who you are, is how we began here today. Once you get that in place, then all of the things along your physical trail that you've been defining, certainly you prefer to eat fine food than poor food. Certainly you prefer to be in a beautiful environment than in a disgusting environment. And so out of life experience, you have defined your preferences. It's just that you want to start on the inside and get the basics in place so that you can attract the preferences that you want rather than trying to control the manifestations in order to satisfy the alignment. So what it comes down to, we'll just give it to you and you're going to hear it clearly, but you already know it. What it comes down to is trying to use manifestations to satisfy the emotion, which is the alignment, rather than finding the alignment, which then satisfies through manifestations. It's getting the cart before the horse. That's all it is. And so have the conscious, the ego. Really, yeah. really, really, really good. Oh, it's yours. You, you, you set the answer up. With your profound question, the credit thank you. is yours. Thank you. And thank you. Should we end? Seriously. Thank you. Seriously. Um, what good's an answer yeah. without a question? And could there even be one ever formulated? Yeah. If there is not clear question from a strong basis of wanting to know, that was fun drumming. Thank you. I like the rhythm. Um, so, so then the. Going back, then how do you know? And then, kind of, the ego state seems to me like how do you Let's call it, instead of calling it the ego state, let's just for fun call it the focused state. The focused state. Out here on the leading edge. Well, then, then that undermines the question because if you're in the focused state, then you're, well, then if you're in the focused state, you're clear in your intention and then you, your pathway is clear. But I guess well, it's the confused, the unfocused. But wait, yeah. you can be focused. Yeah. You can be like a dog on a bone, focused on something that you don't want and not in alignment with who you are. And so we're going to call all that ego, focused state. But we will not say that the ego is inappropriate. We would say the focus could be more wisely chosen. Yeah, and therein hangs the tail. Calling the ego inappropriate is like calling the brain inappropriate. Or calling the word inappropriate is like calling the tongue wrong. Thank you. Wow. A lot, <laughs> lot of good stuff there. And I, I don't think, get uh, that tongue thing, though, the word. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's like saying, you know, the word is wrong uh, because of the tongue, but the tongue has really nothing to do with it because it's being prov provoked. The mouth is being provoked by a larger message. Uh, it's not about the tongue. It's about the body that holds the consciousness that's okay. speaking the words. And this idea of uh, the ego, I think, is is something that Abraham's been talking about for many years, and it's a little different than some traditions will hold because in many traditions the ego is all negative. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that which we're trying to snuff push out. out. Well, it's just like the snuff materialism. Out, yeah. All materialism's right. bad. And and I think that there's an interesting place where that at a, at, there was a time where that served us, but I think now we're getting into more of the refinement of this philosophy. And like we were talking about relative before, where this idea that there's the absolute and the relative. Well, there can be relative focus states that are good, and there are relative focus states that are giving you that which you don't want. 
So it's really not about the ability to focus, which is what they're saying. You have an ego because you have the ability to focus, to have a perspective. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to be in the relative world. Right. <laughs> you know, and sometimes I think in our spiritual yeah. practices, we talk about, oh, ditch the relative world, right. only go to the absolute. Right, like we're supposed to be floating around. <laughs> right, and it just isn't practical. It certainly isn't every day. But I think the message is always the same. It's it's the order. Yes. You know, it's the order of where are we looking? Is it from the inside out or the outside in? And if we set our, if we think it's from the outside in, it's a setup. Right, right. But I, But I, even those of us who know this, can catch ourselves trying to satisfy our alignment by controlling manifestations. I mean, raise your hand. Oh, yeah, there you are. Okay, me too. Delicious food, delicious food. <laughs> where we can get into that point where we're trying, we know we want to satisfy our alignment. That, with that much we know. But we're still going about it in a way that says, I want to control this circumstance. You follow me? This yeah, is talk still- about a practice, though. Ooh. That would... I think that would be really interesting. Every time we're in that place of looking for satisfaction, where do we look? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it is something that, again, we're getting into the refinement that we should never, ever, ever, ever try to satisfy our alignment through the physical world because we're always going to come up short in that way because the physical world is shifting and changing and things. You can't control it. Whereas if you go to the absolute and satisfy your alignment there, then the physical universe is just icing on the cake. Right. And also the relative doesn't hold what we're really looking for. You know, it's like the money thinking that, oh, all this money will make us happy. But then the realization of it doesn't really, I mean, it's not a, it's not a thing. <laughs> right. It doesn't satisfy. It it's not as yeah. delicious. Now, no, but when you come from the place of the absolute and you allow that alignment, then the relative world can be delicious, although fleeting. Yeah. Right. But the feeling then, of security is satisfying. Yes. And then from that feeling of security, more money shows up or whatever w- brings us that sense, that feeling of security. Yes. You can find satisfaction in the feeling. Right. Right. And, you know, there are ways that um, that we can use the manifest world to build the momentum of our alignment. I mean, once we got once we're on the ski slope and we're headed down and we've got that momentum, then things can add to it. The physical universe can continue to add to it, but we can't use it as the premise for our alignment. But I think, too, when we look out to the physical, when things start working, when we do align ourselves, then the physical has to reflect that. And when things start showing up on the physical, it's a lot easier to get that feeling Yes. You know, it just is. So part of it is we have to kind of jumpstart this, you know, by getting the feeling first and then it gets easier. Like it it may feel a little bit awkward, look, you know, turning within when we want to reach for the outer, but it, it starts to feed on itself. Like the rich get richer, the poor get poor is because we get used to that feeling and then it becomes much easier to attract that in because we expect it. We expect things to work out. It has a momentum to itself. Well, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we'll talk about lottery winners and what's up with them. And we'll also talk about clarity, appreciation, and what is it, what's going on when we're feeling the void versus that absolute knowing. And when we feel that, what are some clear uh, things that we can do to help set us back into that place of well-being? Stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio. Unity online radio.com stay tuned
air to all the sea. Pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand, a little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. Listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page, search for Everyday Attraction, or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back. You're listening to Ray and Janice talk about the law of attraction in a fascinating, interesting, deep way that we hope you'll be able to take into your daily life and really make a difference, understanding these these laws that are absolute in our knowing, and yet we can take them into the relative world and really have a fascinating ride. We were talking before the break about this, um, this part of the Abraham workshop where, you know, they were saying, is it, you know, a trap to desire a material thing? And what they came back to say, of course not. It, it is wonderful to desire material things, but to know that the material uh, cannot satisfy what they called the void. When when you hear that, Janice, what do you think about when you hear the void? I mean, what, what does that conjure up for you? Emptiness. Yeah. It doesn't, it's empty. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing's yeah. there. There is a... You mean to, satis- a- to satisfy the void? Yeah. They were saying how, you know, it, it's only a trap to uh, to want material things if you're using material things to fill this void this and what they defined as the void is you know the dis- difference between who you think you are right now and the absolute truth of who you are you mean kind of like an endless pit yeah like, never really fill that it's insatiable that pit <laughs> yeah and I, and I do think that many of our um many of our partners on the planet suffer from this and I know I myself there have been times in my life where I've suffered from the void. Well, we've been trained. I mean, commercials, it's, it's like it's, it's, it, it's gone into our cells. We've kind of like, you know, get good grades and you will get into a good college and you will get a good job. And I mean, we're always taught that's how things, that's how we get happiness. Yeah. We, we really are given a bill of, of goods about how the physical world should be what satisfies you. And we're realizing that the physical world can be very satisfying, but only when it comes from a place of knowing. It comes from a place of wholeness, of clarity, of alignment with that broader self. But I think also uh, us metaf- metaphysicians, those of us who have been in spiritual groups and seeking, we kind of think we're above and beyond that. And and I think that we can look even closer to see where we are filling 
uh, avoid by focusing on food or focusing on um, the weekend. Our children's behavior. Yeah. <laughs> if only. If only. <laughs> my life would be so much more peaceful. <laughs> I mean, if you're living for the weekend, there's some serious metaphysical stuff going on there because that's saying, you know, that I can only feel good when I don't have to be at work, mm -hmm. which is such a trap, right? Because most of the time, most of us are at work. You know, so I think it's really interesting to say, you know, where in my life, you know, am I still trying to fill this void with a happening outside of myself? Am I still, you know, I, I, I know a few people who've been wanting that partner for like 10 years, 10 bloody years, just wanting, you know, him to come. <laughs> You know, and I just think that that is such a trap because it really, one, like a lottery winner, you might get into alignment long enough and hold that vibration of well-being long enough to get someone to come in. But unless you know how to go back to the source and hold that, it'll be like the lottery. They'll come and they'll make you miserable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take long to realize that. And they'll go away again. So it's not just about popping into this alignment so you can get what you want. Okay, I've heard these crazy teachers. Now they're saying if right. I can hold this good feeling long enough, I'll get my guy and then I'll fill the void. Ooh, that's just completely using the law. Against <laughs> but, yourself, what I like about know? it is you really start to feel your own power. Because yeah. when you feel when it's placed out there and you feel powerless and it feels lousy, it's good to know that, wow, I could turn this around. Yeah. You know, nobody has to change because, I mean, I can't tell you how many years, you know, when the kids were little, I kept hoping my husband would be my source. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> finally, now that I'm getting that, it's just completely, you know, it's just amazing the stuff that we make up when we think, um, when we think that it's set up to work a certain way. What I'm saying is you can't even realize what's here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even see... I couldn't even see what he was providing because I was so focused on, oh, I shouldn't have to work. Right. You know, but it's it, all the power was out there and I couldn't even see the goodness. Right. I mean, that's what's and so fascinating to me is you kind of, you could so easily miss out on your life if you're thinking it's going to come from somewhere else because then you're not accessing your power. Absolutely. And realizing it's already here. I mean, it's almost, it's such a game. It's almost like a little kid's game. We play, you know, where's the button? Where's the button? We could spend our whole life looking for that button. <laughs> Exactly. I was at a friend's house over the weekend, just this beautiful house up in the mountains here in Northern California, and just had this view of the bay and the bridge. And it was just breathtaking. But it was in the forest and there they had cut out, you know, the tree line, they had just cut through the trees so that they could have this beautiful view. And I said, Wow, isn't that amazing? What a view. And they said, Well, it's actually it's a view that's been there since the house was built, like, you know, 10 years ago, but the people who used to live here didn't clip it. So they didn't know the view was there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so they came in and they clipped it and there was this view. So it's this, I thought, gosh, you know, isn't that a great metaphor? The view is always yes. there. We need to clip the dang leaves. Right. But if we're focused on something else, like if we're thinking it's out there, we can't see what's here. We can't see that there needs to be a little, and I and I like that kind of. I just have to clip these thoughts. Yes, yes. as I start to clip more True. and more, thoughts, and then I can see more. Like ah, oh, it is here. Yeah, I'm letting this go. I'm yeah. clipping that one. I'm clipping that. Not feeling good. Clipping it. Gone. Bye. Boof. Back into the the, you know, into the ground. Uh, it it kind of reminds it, me of that thing where we have way more room than we take. Just yeah. in general, in life, sometimes we act like we're prisoners or we're at the effect of situations or circumstances, but we have so much more room. 
Well, it made sense to me when they always say it's always there for you. It's mm-hmm. always there for you. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Well, in that situation, the view was always there. Just the co- ability to perceive it. Your husband was always there. Mm-hmm. But perceive it mm-hmm. was what was missing. So really what we're going looking for is not a material thing, but a perception, which will allow the material thing to be a satisfying long experience, right? You know, it's not going to be something that's a quick fix. And I, and I, and I think you can, I know I can check myself too. Like when I have the urge maybe to go shopping and I'll say, well, do I, is there something I'm looking for? Or is this just this need to, you know, fill the void, mm-hmm. right? Maybe something's happening that I haven't sat down and refocused and allowed and relaxed and moved into my absolute knowing about. And so I'm just going to go to the mall. Yes. And yes. I, you know, even as, as spiritual teachers and people who know this stuff, I think sometimes we find ourselves doing things mm-hmm. for our alignment and feeling quite justified. So last week I was getting ready to write, I was like, I need candy, candy, something sweet, something sweet. <laughs> <laughs> where, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> right. Or I need to go to that restaurant right now. You know, yes. I think sometimes I have like, no, we can't go there, there, there. There's plenty of good food, but I want to have to go there. You but know? I think sometimes though, there, there also is that thing of we are aligned and then that's why we're drawn to that restaurant. But it has to do with the feeling. Right. But the feelings first. Yeah. And it's like, you're just like, oh, my God, I'm feeling so great. I want to go to my favorite restaurant. Not like the restaurant is going to make us happier. But because but this, we are so happy. Isn't that a subtle We want to go there. But I think we really sometimes can check ourselves to see where the discernment is. Am I going there to fill something up and therefore will start a momentum of me running after stuff? Well, it's kind of like the tongue. You know, it yeah. doesn't really matter. It's more of the thing doesn't matter. Like it's not about the restaurant or the food or any of that. It's where we're coming from or what we expect that is there an expectation that that thing has to give something back to us in order for us to be okay. Yeah. It's really fascinating. And I know that it goes back to the core of the metaphysical work that we've done in the unity practices and, and a lot of the science of mind practices. And of course, what we know from Abraham is that where we start from, what we use as our set point, how are we orchestrating our days, our afternoons, our nights, so that we can check in with the absolute self? so that we can check in with that perspective that knows the view is already complete. And I do think that that kind of practice can set us up for the most exquisite physical experiences. See, what it's not about is missing out on the physical. And I think that's a little something we have to clean up in our spiritual communities who constantly say it's not about the the material. Well, uh, it is about the material. It is. And it's an important piece. It's just the order. Yeah, we're in the physical universe. And we like to enjoy things. It's fun. Life is meant to have fun. And as they've said over and over, that the physical is merely an extension of that which is divine and that which is non-physical. It is an extension. There is a movement of energy that slows down to the point where we can see it, hear it, touch it, smell it. You know, so there there isn't all these kind of lines that we make. Um, You know, I, I think that we can start to embrace the details uh, and the specifics of the physical world if we come from that absolute place because then it's delicious, then it's exciting. Then I want, oh, just a slightly different color of violet for that wall because right. I'm so inspired about what that's going to feel like. And I no, a, a slightly darker, slightly lighter. I mean, we can get into the physical world and enjoy it at such a deep place and it is so much a spiritual experience. Right. Well, because it's just a reflection like about. when you're when you're doing the color it's just you're just kind of following that train of thought 
Right. So what's going on with these lottery winners that lose all their money in six months or eight months or a year and then, then like burn all their family relationships? I mean, I think on a metaphysical plane, it's kind of interesting to talk about the dynamics. Like what happened? Like they must have been in alignment long enough mm-hmm. to receive the abundance, although is abundance always a good thing? Yes. You know, I'm listening, reading, well, actually listening to this book on tape that I absolutely love, The Mind-Body Code. And he was talking about the the lottery winners. And and his thing is how connected our body is to our thoughts, is that their body, the beliefs in their body weren't able to hold it. Mm. You know, so it's almost like it couldn't, it couldn't, the work has to be done in our body too. It's not just our thoughts in the mental plane. There's a momentum there. There's like a, yeah. a breathing into the body where we have to be we have to be receptive to it and have yes. a large enough container to hold it. But if it disagrees with what our body is programmed to believe, we'll have to reject it. Right, right. I, that's a great book. So it's called The Mind. Oh, I am loving. It's not a book. I, I mean, it's a, um. I got it from Audible. Oh, wonderful. It's just, but it's fabulous. The Mind Body Code: How the Mind Wounds and Heals the Body. Fabulous. Oh, I love that. Like, Another book that um, that just triggered my memory is by Dr. Candace Pert, who wrote that the body is the subconscious mind, that it is those beliefs that we hold and maybe not the complete consciousness that is, is making up our, our body. And that there is a lot of this idea that if we have a momentum of scarcity that is physically in us and we hold it as a stressor, maybe from past experiences, whatever, and then we have this windfall where we, we were able to relax enough and we we're able to release enough to get this windfall. If we move back into the momentum of scarcity, mm-hmm. then the physical universe, it loses its grid, right? The yeah. grid was lost now. It's like the opening and- was there, but then it got closed down. <laughs> but the other thing I want to talk about is, is necessarily all that money a good thing? I mean, we just sort of, sort of in our in our world, we think, of course, of course, that would be fabulous. But I think for some uh, situations, that could be the worst thing. Absolutely. You know, I've been reading, I like reading real estate articles and stories and I don't know, just this whole thing. But I've been noticing too, like the whole thing about big houses, it's a big responsibility. Yeah. And then you're managing that and you're spending your time um, paying gardeners and getting the pool thick, you know, maintained. And then your life gets, turns into managing that and like yeah. i think when we're sitting on the other side we're like oh win the lottery oh i'd like to have a mansion oh i'd like to do it but when you actually really think about it is that really how i want to spend my time are those my values is that a good use of my time right does that exactly. represent freedom to me yeah you know, managing it's, properties it, it, it is i think it's something that we're all questioning um you know as we've gone through this economic downturn in realizing that it isn't about the big house or the big car or the new car that is there to make us happy now not now don't get me wrong the big house and the and the big car and that's all good but it, and there is no scarcity right we're not going to get into that you know less is is more godly right. but i think it has to do with like your violet like the paint it's like a little this a little this a little bit and it's kind of like the vibration on the physical plane this yeah. feels good. That's no, a little too big. It's a little too small. Nah, this feels good. <laughs> yeah. Let it be what is your authentic yeah. desire. No apologies right. that you'd like you to Because you may want a mansion, small... which is fabulous. Right. It's fabulous, but it's so personal. You have to right. really feel the vibration. Is this because then people will think this about me and that'll feel great? Or is this the house that really nurtures my soul? Yes. And we are... Um, you know, in this technological world, believe it or not, folks, things are always getting better. 
there are opportunities for us to have what we want in the most detailed way. And I want to turn everyone on to um, a great TED Talk. Now, TED is one of my favorite sites about um, understanding what's going on in the world in science and technology and engineering and um, and even entertainment. It's www.ted.com. And there was this wonderful guy who spoke on a TED Talk, and it was called Abundance, The Future is Better Than You Think. Oh, I, I read that book review. Oh, it's fantastic, yes, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Peter H. Diamantis. Yeah. Diamantis. So go to TED.com and search for abundance or Peter Diamantis. He, he looked at the the fact that how much better life is getting mm-hmm. from, from decade to decade and century to century. And it was astounding to see some of the movement forward when you kind of took back, take a step back and look at the general. Yes, yes. Look at the general of this. Look at how the trends are are different and look at how the how things are changing so specifically um to make things better and that we're in such a trend of abundance, but that doesn't mean you necessarily have to give up what you want. You can have what you want if what you want is a little bit or a mm-hmm. lot or the biggest. Yes. And there are more and more choices and um so he actually wrote this book Abundance the Future is Better Than You Think and I and it's just this wonderful sort of very uh down to earth technical here are the statistics about how things are getting better and better. So I want to I know for sure that the absolute is holding court whether we are participating or not. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know what I liked about that abundance book too. It's an example of what lens are you looking through? Because you look through his lens and you, and that looks like one world. Then you look through another lens where, oh, we're losing all our man, manufacturing jobs. That looks like another world. But yet it's the same world. Yes. It's just the lens you're looking through. And the, what the lens that Peter is looking through is a very broad general lens. Yes. If I look over the last hundred years, here's how different it is to be on this planet. And it's, you know, it, we live longer, we're healthier, we're actually richer, even the poorest of the poor are richer than the the rich of the rich of the past. So it's really fascinating to, again, go to that absolute place, that general place to find solace, to find relief, to know that that all is well. And then from there, when you have your bearings, you can move more specifically into that which you're wanting. And it is just, it's such a natural, fabulous place to go. And there is evidence for your well-being. There is evidence that all is truly well. It's just whether or not you take the time and I take the time to fulfill my emotional grid with that knowing and then watch the universe knock itself out in details. Janice, we've come to the end of our hour. Wow. Thank you for tripping the light fantastic on another edition (laughs) of Everyday Attraction. (laughs) I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. You can follow us on Twitter. It's at Abraham LOA. Uh, that's my Twitter account, which I've been trying to tweet a little more often. So again, that's at Abraham LOA. Follow me on Twitter and you can find us on Facebook as well as you search Everyday Attraction or Align Radio. We hope you enjoyed this hour. We sure enjoyed being here with you. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is sponsored by Send Out Cards. 
go to www.sendoutcards.com attraction and mail a free card that you personalize to someone you appreciate. Don't wait. Act on your promptings to appreciate today at www.sendoutcards.com attraction. Everyday Attraction is recorded live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time on Align Radio, alignradio.com.